If you would turn with me in the scriptures this evening to the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, Proverbs 4, verse uh, 1, says, Hear, you children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. The Young's literal says, give attention. To no understanding. Skip down to verse 10. Verse 10 says. Hear O my son. And receive my sayings. And the years of your life. Shall be many. Anybody believe the Bible? Yes. Hear. And receive. And the years of your life. Will be many. Well that would be a good reason. You ought to pay attention. To what he's saying. Is this automatic? That the years of your life will be many? No. It's not. That's why he's talking about it. If you pay attention. If you'll hear this. If you'll get it. If you'll receive it. If you'll do it. It's going to affect the length of your life. And the quality of your life. So what if you don't? But if you don't esteem it, you don't respect it, you don't have time for it, you don't listen to it, and you don't do it, well, this is not going to happen for you or me. Keep reading in verse 18. He said, the path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. The just or the right Righteous, which is an old English word for right or rightness. If we're going the right way, it's not going to get darker and darker and us be more and more clueless as to what's going on and where we're going and what's happening. The opposite happens. When we are doing what we know to do to follow him and obey him, get his plan for our life and walk it out. Things begin to be clearer and clearer to us as to what he's done for us in the past, what he got us ready for now, what's coming up. The path of the just is like when the the sun begins to rise and it just is, you know, it's dark and then it gets a little bit of light and then it gets brighter and brighter until when it's noon, it's bright. Well, in the bright light, you can see everywhere. And you can see where things are and what they're doing. In the dark, you don't know what's going on. Verse 19. The way of the wicked is as darkness they know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Now, yes, this was penned by a a human hand. But if you believe what other scripture says, that the word of God is inspired of God, then it's not just a man talking to other men back centuries ago, but this is, we hear God here and him speaking to every generation and him speaking to us right now, tonight, and telling us, my son, my daughter, my children, pay attention To what I'm telling you. Incline your ear. To my sayings. 
Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Now let's, let's analyze this. This is not a casual listening. Is it possible to hear and not get it? To hear and not hear. It's always been this way. But we, in our generation of developed technology, developing technology, you're hearing so much and seeing so much all the time that it's, it's easy to become calloused to it. And you're just hearing noise and seeing images, but you're not getting a fraction of what's being said or understanding it or retaining it. You just get used to seeing and hearing and not getting it. But we must not do this with our God. The enemy is the master of distraction. And as surely as the Lord begins to talk to you, the enemy is going to come and try to get you to fade out and not focus and get your mind on something else and miss what he's saying. Elsewise, this is obvious, elsewise there would be no need for all of this. Back up to verse 20. Can you hear God talking to you and me? My son, Keith, pay attention to what I'm telling you. Why would he need to tell me that? Incline your ear to what I'm saying to you. That has to do with your heart. Without going into more detail, when Jesus said, him that has ears to hear, let him hear. What determines who has ears to hear and who doesn't have ears to hear? The heart. A heart that is willing and ready. A heart that's respectful of what God is saying, ready to receive what he's saying, willing to do what he's saying. If you, if you don't respect it, you don't care, you don't want to hear it, you're not willing to do it, even though it bounces off your eardrums, you won't hear it. You'll hear a noise. You'll hear the words. Some of it might register in your brain, but you won't get it in your heart. And it won't make any difference in your life. Keep reading verse 21. Let them not depart from your eyes. Why would he need to tell us that? <laughs> well, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Well, hold your place here. Go to James. First chapter, 19th verse. This is New Testament. Wherefore, my beloved brethren... Let every man be swift to what? Hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, or slow to be angry. A lot of people practice this. In reverse. <laughs> Don't they? If you reverse it, that's what a lot of folks do. They're quick to get mad and upset. They're quick to talk and they're slow to hear. Not everybody 
is a good listener. One of the most respectful things you can do for another human being is genuinely listen and try to understand and care about what they're saying. Does everybody do that? Uh -uh. No. A lot of folks, if they kind of run out of breath and you get a chance to say something, they're nodding their heads, but they're loading their pistols behind their back for what they're going to say as soon as they get a half of a chance. They go back to talking about what they want to talk about. And uh, that's not what the Lord said to do. How should we be? Swift or quick to hear. Somebody say quick to hear. Quick to hear. As opposed to what? Talk. Not quick to talk. You save yourself a lot of embarrassment doing this. People get mad. They get all bent out of shape. They rush in. Why did you do this? How come this? And, and I thought we said this. And, and I wanted that. And, 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 and realize, oh, I'm the dummy. When all you had to do is come in and, and listen. What happened here? And shut up. And find out. And I won't, I won't take time to go into this, but the, uh, the younger should do more listening than the elder. And that's usually reversed. And whoever's the leader, if they start to talk, whoever's under them should be quiet. Are you with me? Respect. Place. Let every man, is that every one of us? Every one of us? It's you, me, it's all of us. Be what? Quick to hear. Come on, sit out loud. As I don't care how it's been yesterday uh, or the day before or the last 40 years of your life. Set by faith. I am, I am. Quick, to hear. quick to hear. I am, I am. Slow, to speak. slow to speak. I am, I am. Slow. slow to be angry. To be angry. Slow. Didn't say you couldn't get mad. You're just slow to get mad. <laughs> Didn't say you never talk. You just are not. You don't start talking. Your mouth's not in gear before your brain is turned on. You see, if you just say everything that crosses your mind, there will be numerous situations where you are a virtual PA system for the devil. Because all he had to do was bring that thought across your mind. He can't say it. In this world. He can't, he can't speak. He's spirit. But if he wants something said. He can just bring it across your mind. And you'll spit it out for him. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're, if you're slow to speak. A thought crosses your mind. And then you go. Well, now hold on. Where'd that come from? That's not right. No I don't need to say that like that. In fact. I don't need to say that at all. And when you first start disciplining yourself, other folks may be through talking and gone before you decide what you wanted to say. 
<laughs> but that's all right. You didn't sin and hurt people by saying and doing the wrong thing. And in process of time, you'll get a little quicker and better at it. <laughs> Bible said in the multitude of words, there wanteth not sin. If you're always talking, always missing it. Quiet. Well, is it true? Is it Bible? Keep reading. Verse 20. The wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. That's why we're not quick to get mad. That's how you mess up. Keep reading. Lay apart all filthiness, superfluity of naughtiness. Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Receive it how? With meekness. I'm going to say this a little bit different way. Receive it with respect. Show the word respect. Verse 22. But be ye what? Doers of the word. And not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. How does that work if you deceive your own self? Next verse. If any be a hearer of the word and not a doer. He's like to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. We'd say mirror. And uh, verse 24. He beholds. He looks at himself in the mirror. He sees exactly what he or she looks like, but then goes away and straightway forgets what manner of man he or he was, what you looked like. Verse 25, but whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Why? Do we need to go back, instead of me trying to just paraphrase, go back to Proverbs again, fourth chapter, 20, Proverbs 4 and 20. My son, attend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Verse 21, let them not depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart. Why do you need to say this? Because... When the sower sows the word, immediately the enemy comes to steal it. And the wayside ground was people's hearts that never understood it. And so the fowl of the air came and ate them up. That word never got in those people. They never saw it. They never understood it. They never even got close to having any changes in their life. But the other, the uh, stony ground and thorny, thorny ground, they got the word in them, but got distracted with other things and let the word slip. Go to Hebrews, please. I know I'm giving you scripture, but I'm laying a foundation. I can't say it any better than it says it in the word. Hebrews 4, verse 1. Let us therefore fear. Lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. We're not to let these things, back up to the second chapter, all this goes together. Hebrews 2 and 1. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should what? 
let them slip. Why do you need to pay close attention? Why do you need to incline your heart and ear? Why do you need to say, I got to keep this in front of my eyes? Why, why have you got to say, I can't, I can't let this get away from my ears. I need to keep it coming into my ears. Why? It's not because it's so hard to understand, nor that it's so hard to get. It's because we live down here where Satan is the God of this world. And he will do everything he can to keep you from getting this. And the only way you will get it is because you are persistent. How many ever heard something three times before you understood it and got it? Or ten times? Or twenty-five times? Huh? I heard something for 20 years and then somebody preached it in a different way with some anointing on it and you thought, that, that's what that means. That, glory to God. That's right. Well, that was there 20 years ago Amen. or 40 years ago when you read it the first time. Why didn't you see it? Why didn't we see it? It's not because God's trying to hide anything from us. It's not because he's making it hard. It's because the enemy... Blinds the minds of them that don't believe, those that believe not. And you, you just have to make up your mind, like the woman pressing with the issue of blood that pressed through the crowd. No matter if you feel weary, no matter if you hadn't got it for the first 95 times, you just got to make up your mind, I'm getting this. I'm getting this. I'm getting the answers that I need. Now what you don't do is get mad at God. That's just being stupid. And I use that word advisedly. It really is. God's never been your problem. He's never been my problem. He's never let us down. He's not withholding from us. He's not holding us back. If he wanted us to not make it, all he'd had to do is nothing. Just not help us. And we would flounder around and never come to anything. No, no. In this dark, curse-filled, demon-filled world, you just have to zero in on it. Read it again, Proverbs 4, verse 20. Why is he telling us to do this? This is what it takes. My son, attend to. What does that mean? We'd say, pay attention to what I'm telling you. Why would he need to tell us that? (laughs) Pay attention. Why? Well, because you've got 900 channels on your TV. You've got text and tweets and emails. Come on, are you with me? And, and, and it's too easy to try to pay attention to all that and you're not paying attention to what he said. Have you walked with the Lord long enough for this to happen? That you're in a situation that's important to you and maybe it's a problem for you and man, you do everything you know to do and finally, by the grace of God, you get to the answer and you go... That this is it. And you realize he told me that two years ago. 
Has this ever happened to you? This has happened to me too many times. You think, he told me that. What was the problem? Come on, what was the problem? I didn't pay enough attention to what he told me. I heard it, but I didn't hear it. Like we say, it went in one ear and out the other. It was, it was just a verse. It was just a thought. It was just, I didn't pay attention. And then I was paying too much attention to what these folks were saying about what was wrong and what we need and what the problem was and how you can't. Come on, can you see this? I was, they had my full attention. And the Lord didn't have my attention. Now, if you walk with the Lord very long, you've done that. We've all done this. But why make it hard on yourself? Can we change? Can we grow up? Can we learn? My son, can you hear the heart of the father? Son, daughter, let me help you. Let me take care. Let me me make it easy on you here now. Pay attention to what I tell you. Incline your heart to hear it. Don't let it depart from your eyes. What does that mean? Don't let it depart. What does that mean? It means you're looking at it ongoing. You look at it tonight. You look at it tomorrow. You look at it tomorrow afternoon. You look at it the next day. Keep it in the midst of your heart. Now see, pride would say, look, I'm educated. I got a master's, I got a doctorate, whatever, or I'm just smart. (laughs) And I heard you the first time you said it, but that is no indication you even remotely got it. We're not talking about logging mental information. We're talking about the living word of God that changes your insides and changes your life. And you don't get that just because you heard it or wrote it down or underlined it. Or highlighted it. <laughs> because there's so, so much against you in this realm to prevent you, to distract you, to dull you, to blind you, to confuse you. We're going to be so happy when we get out of here. Because you won't have all that anymore. But for now... You have to be persistent. You have to be laser beam. You have to focus and say, I'm getting this. I'm getting this. Whether it's your answer, your what you're dealing with, your direction of what to do, your faith for this area of your life. Somebody said out loud, I'm getting this. I'm, I'm getting this. And why hadn't I already got it? It's not because God's trying to keep it from me. No good thing will he withhold from those that walk uprightly. None. None. He is faithful. He's faithful. People say bad things about him. They get mad at him, get upset. God, why did you let this happen? Why didn't you do this? Why be so long and, and why this and why? 
all, all wrong questions. Wrong questions. Here's the question. Why haven't I listened? Why didn't I pay attention? Why didn't I get it? That's the thing. The problem's not on the sending in. It's on the receiving in. <laughs> you believe it or not. But it doesn't have to be a problem on the receiving end either. We can be great receivers. We can hear it. We can get it. We can hold on to it. Not let anything take it away from us. Can you say amen? amen. Go to Psalm 81, please. Like I said, I, I have a sobering thing to get to tonight, too. Are you, are you with me on this? If it's the Word, do you love the Word? You're going to Psalm 81. Proverbs, it said, My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those that find them. And health to all their flesh. What does that mean, their life to those that find them? I mean, with Google, you can find stuff pretty fast. <laughs> with a concordance, right? Search engine, click, click. There it is. There's your healing verse. That's not the kind of finding he's talking about. Why does it require persistence in order to find it? Well, it's spiritual things, and it's overcoming the resistance. But have you ever found something from God? Could you tell that you had found it? Did it give you excitement on the inside? Did, huh? The entrance of his word gives light, gives understanding. Hallelujah. And there's a joy that goes with it. And there's a peace that goes with it. You found it. You got it. It happened when you were born again. And it's happened many times since. Psalm 81.8. He said, hear, O my people, and I will testify to you, O Israel, if you'll hearken to me. If you'll do what? Hearken. Now, hearken is not a word we use so much anymore. But uh, probably we'd say listen. But this word is like 1,100 times in the Bible. Very important. Hearken. Listen. Pay attention. Verse 9. There shall no strange God be in you. Neither shall you worship any strange God. I am the Lord your God. Which brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide. And I will fill it. Does that sound good? I'm going to be your God. I'm going to take care of you. You just open your mouth wide. I'm going to spoon feed it to you. I'm going to load you up. Does that sound good? Yeah. So everybody would go for that, right? Uh-uh. <laughs> Verse 11. But my people would what? Would not hearken to my voice. And Israel what? Would none of me. This is the biggest problem on the planet. And this is not the last time this happened. 
People are trying to say that everything that is happening is God. And everything that's happening is somehow the will of God. Just simply not true. All the bad stuff that's happening is because people don't want to hear. Not listening. Unwilling. He said, verse 12, So I gave them up to their own heart's lust, and they walked in their own counsels. God will let you do what you want to do, even though it is completely contrary to his will and his plan for your life. There's a lot of church going people don't believe that. But how do you not believe that with verses like this? Didn't want to listen to him. So I gave them up to their own heart's lust and they walked in their own counsel. Now hear the heart of God. Oh, that my people had hearkened to me. Had what? Listened to me. Can you hear the heart of the Father? Listen to me. Any parents ever felt that way? <laughs> huh? Any grandparents? Any, anybody with somebody that you love that is just making a mess of their life, that is just going through all kind of pain and hellish stuff that they should not be going through, and you know what to do, just please stop this. Listen to me. But do they have to? No. They never have to. God won't make them listen. You can't make them listen. Can you hear the heart of the Father in the Word here? Oh, that my people had listened to me. And Israel had walked in my ways. What would have happened? I would have soon subdued their enemies. I would have personally taken care of their problem. Quick. Well then, why wasn't the problem taken care of? Well, God in his mysterious plan, we don't know why, but it just has gone year after year. No, no, no. It's because they didn't listen. I would have soon subdued their enemies, turned my hand against their adversaries. The haters of the Lord should have submitted themselves to him, but their time should have endured forever. He should have fed them also with the finest of the wheat and with honey out of the rock should I have satisfied thee. If what? If you'd listened. If you'd listened. Isaiah 48.18 talks about this. Isaiah 48.18 if only you had paid attention, I'm in the NIV, if only you had paid attention to my commands, your peace would have been like a river. Now we sing about that sometimes, don't we? I got peace like a river. That ain't the whole verse. <laughs> because if you're hard-headed and don't listen, you ain't going to have peace like a river. If we don't, if only you'd paid attention to my commands, your peace would have been like a river, your righteousness like the waves of the sea. Hallelujah. If you see this, if you understand this, 
It makes you want to be a good listener. Doesn't it? Makes you want to please the Father. Come on, sit out loud. By, by the grace of God. I desire to be. And with his help I will be. One who listens to God. Who pays attention. To God. Why should he have to tell us ten times? Why should he have to deal with us, deal with us, deal with us for six months and, and two years? Finally we go, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to have to obey God. <laughs> Why should he have to? By faith, I'm a good listener. How about you? By faith, I'm a good listener. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Now, lest you think this is a uh, just an Old Testament concept, go to the New Testament. Matthew. Now, let's see. This is found in Matthew and also found in Luke. Go to Luke 13. And we see one of the most powerful pictures of Jesus being moved. God has what we'd call feelings. He can be mad. He can be glad. He can sing and rejoice. He can be grieved and hurt. Sometimes people say, well, you're trying to make him like us. No, he made us like him. Luke 13, 34. Jesus looked over the city of Jerusalem. And he said, oh, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. You who kill the prophets and stone those Sent to you. How often I have longed. To gather your children together. As a hen gathers her chicks. Under her wings. But what? But you're not willing. King James says you would not. You would not. You wouldn't listen. You wouldn't have it. This is the reality. God's arms are open to the world. His heart is open. He longs for the inhabitants of this planet to come to him and let him love them and let him help them and save them and heal them and bless them. But billions don't want it. Don't want it. Won't hear it. Aren't you thankful that you're not out in the, in the world in darkness and blindness and lost tonight. Aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful? That by the grace of God, even if you did drag your feet and were dumb about it, at some point you're able to say yes. Yes, I want to listen. I want to hear. I want to be with you. I do believe in you. Oh, we don't know how thankful to be. That we are not lost. 
by the grace of God, at least in some measure, we have listened. We did hear some and are getting better at it every, every day. He said, Behold, your house is left to you desolate. Verily I say to you, you won't see me till the time comes when you say, Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. This describes respect. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. They said, This is the carpenter's boy. This is Mary's boy. Who who does he think he is? Saying he's anointed. And so they didn't receive his words. They didn't respect, so they couldn't hear them. And so they didn't receive. Go to Proverbs and see this principle. Proverbs, we're going to spend a little time there. We're having a Bible study tonight. Is that all right? Proverbs, the first chapter. And the fifth verse. Proverbs 1 5, a wise man will do what? He'll hear. And what'll happen? Increase learning. A man of understanding, he'll hear and attain to wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and instruction my son hear the instruction of your father and forsake not the law of your mother notice that phrase verse 7 where does knowing begin the fear of the Lord now That's a word that sometimes doesn't register on us like it should. This has to do with respect, reverence, and respect. Is there a a disrespect for God in our society? Oh, my. We have lost ground the past 20 years, past 40, 50 years. There's things you wouldn't have heard 50 years ago. Anybody say that people say boldly that's just blasphemy. So disrespectful. So irreverent. And these same people are completely ignorant of things that matter. Not my idea. Do you see the phrase? You don't even begin to learn real knowledge that'll last past this life until you first show respect to the source of all true knowledge. It begins with respect. In the... uh, The second chapter, the first verse, Proverbs 2 and 1. My son, if you'll receive my words 
and hide my commandments with you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yea, if you cry after knowledge and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as hid treasures, then shall you understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. If you don't care, you won't find it. You won't know it. Seek and you shall find. The Lord said, don't give that which is holy to the dogs. Don't cast your pearls before swine. That has to do with folks not appreciating it. As a younger minister, I didn't realize this, and I'd try to tell people things they didn't want to hear, and I'd try try to tell family members and relatives, because I I knew what this had done for me, and I thought, oh, come on now, listen to me, let me tell you this, let me, and I said way too much that I shouldn't have said. Maybe, don't raise your hand, but maybe some of you did the same kind of thing. But if they don't respect it, in so many cases, you should be quiet and talk about something else. Because these things are so precious and so holy and so powerful and life-changing. They're not to be treated lightly like they're nothing. He said, if you seek for as silver, search for as hid treasures, then you'll understand the fear of the Lord and then you'll find the knowledge of God. Is the knowledge of God precious? Knowing some things that God knows. Is this important? Is this valuable? Oh, it's change your life. Everything like this you get, it will change your life. And everybody that's around you that will receive it, it will change them too. Does this sound like my son? Attend to my words. Incline your, don't let them depart from your eyes. Hmm? Keep them. Then you'll understand the fear of the Lord and you'll find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. And verse 11 says discretion will preserve you and understanding shall keep you. It's, the applications are just endless in your life. You saw something in a service. You got something in a time of prayer. You saw something reading your chapter. You didn't even realize it at the moment, but it was some knowledge of God. And then something comes up next week, next year, ten years later, and you just know, "Uh uh-uh, don't do that. Don't say that. Don't, don't be a part of that. Don't, don't make that decision. Don't go that way. It preserved you. It kept you. It spared you. Elsewise, you'd have ignorantly, blindly blared right off into it, and it would have cost you terribly, and you'd only, you'd only found out about it later. Without the Lord, we are clueless. Bumping along in the dark. But he is the light. Of the world. And the light of life. And if we walk with him. We won't walk in darkness. We'll walk seeing. 
and knowing. And we'll, it'll get brighter. We'll see more. We'll know more. We'll understand more. And it'll save our hide. It will save us. People are missing God. Christians are missing God. Right and left. And the enemy is just wreaking havoc in their lives. And this, this is part of the thing I believe the Lord would have us to get to. When I first got this in my heart that we, we need to minister on this. And we need to take our time and go over it. What I could see by faith was you and I being protected. Being spared. Not losing our money. Not losing our stuff. Come on, are you listening? Being spared. Not being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Having crimes that we shouldn't have experienced. But it's not just dependent on God. It's dependent on us paying attention. And listening. And hearkening. Giving heed and doing what he's talking to us about. Can you say amen? amen. Do you believe this is worth our, worth our time and worth us camping on? Getting into. We need to uh, be, like Brother Hagin often said, God inside minded. There are many voices in the world. We shouldn't pay attention to all these voices. Even so-called experts everywhere. What do they really know? This is enlightening. Look at what the experts in that area knew was the truth and standard 50 years ago. Now see what they say now. Well, the Lord tarries is coming 50 years from now. Well, how will they look at our experts? You actually do have the expert living inside you. <laughs> if if we'll give heed, listen and pay attention to him. Oh, hallelujah. Didn't he say, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. We ought to be checking in with him all the time, all the time, all the time. You don't have to make a big uh, hubbub about it. You're just checking in. Even if somebody's talking about something out here, you're checking in here. Checking in with him. Seeing if he's, if he's communicating something to you. I'm listening. Paying attention. Got my spiritual antenna up. Incline my heart. That means I'm tuned. I'm on his channel. I'm on his band. Are you with me? Ready for him to tell me something. I'm not trying to hear audible voices. I'm not trying to see things. I'm not trying to feel things. Spirit of God bears witness with my spirit. He causes me to know things. Understand things. See things. It can happen faster than you can blink your eyes. You didn't know it. Now you do. <laughs> You're wondering. Now you know. Has this ever happened to you? How many think we are barely tapping into what's available to us in him inside us? 
Well, let's put some greater demands. Let's receive more. Proverbs 9. There's there's so many of these, but I'm just going to touch on this one. Proverbs 9, 6. Forsake the foolish and live. Go in the way of understanding. He that reproves a scorner gets to himself shame. He that rebukes a wicked man gets himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner. What's another way of saying that? Don't reprove them. What does that mean? Let them go. They don't want to hear it. You're wasting your time. Lest he hate you. You're just going to wind up in a worse situation. Especially watch this with your family. Because a lot of times. They might hear it. But not through you. <laughs> and you're not the only one God can talk to them through. He's got millions and millions of other folks. He can use besides you. A lot of times you're just not the one. He said, don't reprove a scorner lest he hate you. But if you rebuke a wise man, what will happen? He'll love you. (laughs) A lot of folks are not that wise, are they? (laughs) They just got rebuked. And they go, I love you so much. For rebuking me, thank you. Thank you. It's kind of like that, kind of like that aftershave commercial, you know. Wham! And you go, thanks. I needed that. It takes a wise man to have enough awareness that even though my feelings, my emotions may not feel that way, I needed that. Thank you. Thank you. And they weren't just trying to lord it over you. They're trying to help you. And you needed some reproof. Needed a rebuke. <laughs> Say it out loud. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. To be wise enough. To be wise enough. To receive a rebuke. To receive a rebuke. And love them for it. When I need it. Verse 9. Give instruction to a wise man. He'll be yet wiser. Teach a just man. He'll increase in learning. Here it is again. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. For by me your days shall be multiplied and the years of your life shall be increased. Increased. You want to add some years to your life? You want to multiply your days? That means you were going to live this long. Now you're going to live this long. Are we reading the Bible? You were going to make it this far. Now you're going to make it that far. It's because we became better hearers. And the fear. Back up. Look at it again. Verse 10. The fear of the Lord. That's reverence. That's respect. You want to hear it. If you want hush talking long enough to hear it, that means you don't respect it. I had the privilege of working with Brother uh, Kenneth Hagin Sr., who's in heaven now. Phyllis and I did for 20 years. So thankful for that. 
learned so much we didn't even realize we were learning. The older we get, the more we appreciate it. And uh, oh, three, four, five years into our serving with them, I was at the school there, and Brother Hagen taught in the healing school and prayer school first couple of years of that. And uh, I'd be back in the back room with him sometimes, in the speaker's room. And sometimes uh, people would want to see him. People always want to see him, talk to him about their problems and their situations. And he couldn't do it all the time, but sometimes he'd make an exception. And I remember uh, one day a guy was there and he was going to talk to him. And I got up to leave. He said, no, you just stay. Brother Hagin said, you just stay. I sat down and kept quiet. And the guy talked. And talked, and talked, and talked all about what had happened to him, and what he had been through, and how he felt about it, and what he thought, and his take on the scriptures about it, and on and on and on. And, and I, was, I was two years old in the ministry, but I thought to myself, you should shut up. You, should, you really should be quiet. But he just went on and on and on. And I knew Brother Hagin had a service in a few hours after that. And finally, Brother Hagin just looked at him and said, well, it was good to see you today. I got some things I got to do. I got to go. And he got up and left. And uh, he did right. This, I know sometimes people don't realize what they're doing, but it's not just innocent. There's no respect there. Can you see that? And sometimes people are ignorant of it because that's the way they grew up at home. Everybody's shouting over each other. Nobody listened. Nobody paid attention. No, no respect for your parents, your elders. They didn't respect their parents or their uh, bosses or anybody that was over there, pastors or whoever. People thought, well, we, we're not into all that, you know, formality. We're not talking about formality. We're talking about the fear of the Lord. Respect. How many think Honor ought to be given to whom honor is due. And it's not about making much of a man. If God chose that man or woman and anointed them, you're not making much of the flesh. You want to make much of what he did. And if he chose them, he must have saw something in them that he could use. And so this man, he looked at me like I'm going to do something about it. And I, I just... Brother Hagin's gone. He he didn't show respect. Part of it was ignorance, but he's a grown man. He should learn some things by now. If we show more respect, our ears are open to hear. And if our ears and our heart is right before the Lord, he'll start talking to you about it. The reason folks go day after day and week after week and they well, I can't get God to talk to me. I can't, can't get it. First of all, shut up and show some respect. Wait on him. Be still and know that he's God. And check your heart. Am I really willing to do what he would tell me to do? What if he tells me the opposite of what I want to ask him about? Am I willing? Am I ready to do it? If the respect is not there, you won't have the ear to hear, and a lot of times, he won't be able to talk to us about it. 
Now this is one of the things I was uh, getting to. Proverbs 1. Go back to it. Proverbs 1. 24. Of course a lot. You know 23 verses happened before this. But we won't take time to go through all of it. He was talking about. Hear. Pay attention. He said because I called. And you refused. I stretched out my hand and no man regarded. You've said it not all my counsel and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity and mock when your fear comes. When your fear comes as desolation and your destruction comes as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come on you. Then, then shall they call on me. But I will not answer. They'll seek me early. But they'll not find me. Now a lot of folks don't even want to believe this. But this is reality. Why? Verse 29. Are you there? Why? For that they hated knowledge. And did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. One of the worst things that can happen to us is that we are left to do our own thing. It is not going to turn out well. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them. And prosperity of fools will destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth, listens to me, what will happen to them? They will dwell safely and be quiet from the fear of evil. Oh, hallelujah. Here's a very sobering truth. If we won't listen to him. He won't listen to us. Told you it was sobering. A lot of folks won't even believe that. But this is not just that somebody didn't get it and didn't pay attention. He's so patient. He's so long-suffering. The kind of situation he's talking about, he tried talking to you for 20 years. 30 years, not only would you never show respect and pay attention, you're not going to. If you ain't done it in 40 years, when are you going to do it? Or 20 years? It don't take two years to get willing. Did you know he said, if we won't forgive, what? Matthew 6, 14. I know in our day of emphasis on grace, a lot of folks don't, they don't put much stock in these kind of things. But it's the truth. You, you've got what people imagine God to be, and then you've got what he said. He's fair. He's just. But if time after time, and year after year, and decade after decade... You despise what he says. You despise what he says. If you look at 
hearing and reverence and obedience as optional, your blessing just became optional. Your protection just became optional. Your healing just became optional. Not that it's going to happen. And do people have this attitude of looseness and laxness toward God? Well, maybe maybe I'll go to church, you know. Maybe I won't. We'll see. Did he tell you to go to church? (laughs) Did he tell you to? He said, "Don't, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together, as some are. Did he tell you to pray? Did he tell you to have faith? Did he tell you to... Walk in love. Can you see what I'm talking about? Do millions of church going people look at all this as nice ideals to aspire to? Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. We're all just human. (laughs) But if you won't listen to him, you get in a place where he's not listening to you until you decide you're going to listen to him. See, just because things go bad, that doesn't mean you're ready to listen to him. Can you see this? That don't sound like the God I know. Did you hear the last part I said? Just because you're in a jam and need help and you want God to do something for you, does not mean you're ready to hear his plan for your life and do it. You just want a bailout. <laughs> you need a bailout. <laughs> I was praying for some folks in uh, healing school one time and they had brought their child. And Over two or three week time I didn't feel like they were progressing like we should be in. I spent some extra time praying about it, and I saw this in my spirit. It was like if Rob represented God and and I represented them, they didn't want to get any closer to him than they had to to get to healing, and then they're going back to their life. And he's saying, no, 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 come here, come here, come here, sit down with me. Come sit down, sit down right here, come here. (laughs) We need to talk. You know, what about this thing I talked to you about when you were 12 years old? What are you going to do about that? I got a plan for you. Let me talk to you. People are all the time wanting something from God, but many of them are not willing to give him anything. They won't even give him going to church or, or praying or getting in the Bible. Or they're not willing to give him anything. As soon as you really are willing to listen, if you call on him with all your heart, there's other verses that said he will hear. Is that right? He will hear. And his mercy endures. But if just because you're in trouble doesn't mean you're ready to hear. And if you're still not ready to hear and you've despised everything he said... You'll squawk and clamor, but won't be heard either. I know it's sobering. 
But we need to know it, don't we? Revelation 3.20, what does it say? Some of you know it. Put it on the screen for us. Revelation 3.20. Behold. What do you say? I stand at the door and knock. Who's at the door knocking? The creator of the universe. The king of kings. The lord of lords. You know, they used to have this commercial back, some of you may not remember it, but years ago it was about an investment firm, E.F. Hutton, I think it was. You might remember, you know what I'm talking about? Well, they said when E.F. Hutton speaks, there'd be guys in a, in, a, in a restaurant or a busy place and there'd be all this talking going and somebody said something to E.F. Hutton and said, everybody'd stop, turn and listen. Place got quiet. Why? Because E.F. Hutton was saying something and it, it was gospel for the business world, supposedly. How much more? How much more should our great God, when He says something, the music ought to stop, turn off the TV, quit answering emails, quit answering texts? Come on, are you with me? Quit tweeting or Snapchatting or whatever it is. (laughs) Do we have a lot of distractions in our society? Oh, Oh, dear me. Are there millions of things that you can pay attention to instead of Him? Is it a foolish, foolish thing to ignore Him? day after day and week after week and month after month when he's the only one that really knows. I stand at the door and knock. I had a preacher one time get all upset with me. He came up after the service and accosted me and he said, you're wrong, you're wrong. I want you to know. God is almighty and he's all powerful and when he gets ready for you to do something by God, you'll do it. I said, you're wrong. You're absolutely, totally wrong. Didn't say when the Lord gets ready, he's coming through that door. I don't care how many locks you got and dead bolts. He's almighty, and he's coming in, and you're going to do what he wants you to do. That's religion, ungodly. Actually, some of it is doctrines of devils. It's contrary, contrary. How many scriptures have we read, saints? How many? If you listen. This will happen. If you don't, this will happen. If you obey, this will happen. If you don't obey, something else is going to happen. Behold, I set before you life, death, blessing, cursing. You choose. Who's going to choose? Not God. Not God. Will he make you pay attention? No. But a wise man will. A wise woman wants to hear. In fact, I mean, 
There's a lot of other places to be on a Friday night. And here you are. Doing what? Here you are. With your Bible. With your notebook. Going, that's right. Come on. (laughs) And it's not because you think I'm everything. You're wanting to hear something from him. From him. Just like me. And we do hear something from him. We don't just come and leave disappointed. We hear from him. Oh. One word. From the almighty. Changes everything. Think about light. Be. (laughs) It's still ripping through the universe. (laughs) He can speak to me. He can speak to you. Keith, this. And just solve your 30 year problem. Right, Right there. Right there. Been struggling with something. Frustrated by it. Turn off all that other stuff. Quit talking to your friends and wrestling with it about all that other stuff. Focus in on him. Give him some time. Wait on him. There are periods of our life we ought to pray and fast. Seek him straight three days in a row. A week. Whatever. Are people doing this? No. But when there are major things going on in your life, it'd be the best time you ever spent. As opposed to going over here and getting at the wrong place and losing everything and then five moves and three marriages and nine operations later. Going, I reckon I must have missed it somewhere. And you thought praying and seeking God for three days was hard. When we were Bible students, our first year, and we had some friends that we just met from Canada and other countries and other states. And we all came to our little tiny apartment and had us a little meal. And, of course, we're learning about the Word. None of us knew enough to fill half a thimble, but we're feeling like we're making real progress. And we were making progress. We got on this one subject after dinner. and Somebody brought up a difficult passage that everybody agreed was hard to understand. And uh, we kicked it around and quoted some people and theorized and conjected. Finally, we all agreed. It's a difficult passage. (laughs) After everybody left, Phyllis and I went to bed. I'm laying there trying to go to sleep. And the Lord spoke to my heart. He brought that that verse to me he said Keith do you want to understand that I thought yes sir yes he said well now you're further from it than you've ever been (laughs) what's that mean because of all the wrestling and the mental and all we did was feed our belief that this is hard to understand (laughs) So we're more convinced than ever that this is hard to understand. So I'm further from getting it than before the meal, before that night. I didn't need to hear all that they thought. And they didn't need to hear all that we thought. 
We just needed to hush about that and ask him to show us. And then at the right place and time, give him some time. Talk to us. Listen to him. Where are you in the scriptures? Revelation 3.20. Behold, I'm coming in. (laughs) Stand back. (laughs) Because I am the Lord. And I am coming in. Uh-uh. Not how it works. How's it work? How's it work? And the TV's blaring. <laughs> and the radio's screaming. And, and the dog's barking. And the cat's meowing. And What's that? Oh, we hear that every once in a while. And that is the problem. You can get used to it. You can get used to hearing a thing without paying attention to it. And then it kind of just blends in with the white noise, the static. Who's at the door? Come on, help me out. The master. Why is he knocking on the door? He wants to talk to you. Wants to show you some things. Wants to help you. Can you go for decades and never get it? Can people go for decades and never get saved? Oh yeah. Go your whole life. Oh. But when you say, that's the Lord. Turn it, turn all that stuff off. Y'all hush. Turn all it, get it, get it stopped. Stop. Yes, Lord. I'm sorry we kept you waiting. Please, sir, please, please, please. Wait on the Lord and hear him talk. What happens? You'll renew your strength. Oh, you'll be like a flower in the sunshine. Oh, you'll be like a dried up plant getting a bunch of fresh, cool water. Oh, are you with me? You'll renew your strength. And then, next thing you know, your feet ain't on the ground. You'll mount up with wings like eagles. Woo! We just cleared 30,000 feet. Hey! And then you know, I know which way to go. I know what to do. And you will walk. And you won't get weary. And you'll be able to break into a trot. And then a jog. And then you are picking them up. And you are putting them down. You are covering some ground. And you are running your race. Baby. And you are getting close to finishing your course. Because you listened to him. And you gave him some time. Hallelujah. Instead of just being like so many millions that all they want is something from him, but they don't want to listen to him. And they're certainly not really willing to give him anything. You're not that way. You act like you know who you're talking to and how great he is. And when he talks to you, when he he speaks back, oh man, it's your world. And you, the best you know, you put it into practice. 
And you don't forget what he said. You hold on to it. You write it down in your little book. You write it in the back of your Bible. You put it on your phone with a reminder. Come on, are y'all with me? You write it down. You put it on your refrigerator. You put it on the dash of your car. You put it on your mirror where you get ready in the morning. Come on, are you with me? Remind He told me this. He told me this. He told me this. Why? Because the enemy is going to try to get you to forget it and get away from it and listen to something else. But you got to keep this in front of you. And if you do, it'll be life to you. Hallelujah. And it'll be medicine to all your flesh. And it'll get brighter and brighter in your life. Am I quoting scripture, saints? Am I quoting scripture? Stand on your feet, everybody. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Master. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.